Welcome to the Actual Astronomy Podcast, episode number 13. Good afternoon, Shane. Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. This afternoon, I know you really want to talk about astronomical logging. Oh. What's that? Oh, oh, wait. That's not the type of logging you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm not sure what that noise was. I guess that was supposed to be a chainsaw. I think it, I think it was a chainsaw, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, not that kind of logging. Um, certainly not my area of expertise, but astronomical object logging. Uh, yeah, you know, that is something I've done and enjoy doing. So I thought it might be good just to talk about some of the, I don't know, I guess, uh, astronomical logging 101. Um, and just share maybe some of our thoughts around that and how we do it. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, so you mentioned this topic and, and we have to remind people, we do not really prep for this at all. We're, we're two amateur astronomers. We're talking about this. We've got lots of background. I teach courses, have to talk off the top of my head quite a bit. I do a lot of reading. You know, you're the same. You actually come and frequently guest lecture with me in my classes and stuff. So um, we have that, but we don't really plan things out, right? So we never really know what direction we're going to go off. And so I'm going to throw this out to you. I'm going to throw this out. This is sort of the question that we're going to try to answer in the show that you are not prepared for. (laughs) (laughs) So... So is amateur astronomy and what we're doing, looking at the night sky, art or science? So just, just think about that. Just think yes, about yes. that. Yes, yes. You know, it, science. I, I, yeah, certainly can be both and is both, I think, in many regards. Um, so logging is uh, something that I've done, I guess I've kind of gone in and out of it, you know, where there's times where I'm just very diligent. Anything I look at, I, I log an observation. Um, and maybe I'll walk through that process. Um, so when I'm at the telescope, I often have a little pad of paper and a pen. And when I observe an object, I record a number of details about that object. And then I go inside at the end of the night and I sit down on my laptop and then I transpose all of my observations from the pad of paper onto the laptop because often my notes on the pad of paper are sort of, they're not that great, you know, they're shorthand. And then I want to make sure I record the details of the observation while it's still fresh in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, In addition to that, sometimes I also refer to like my planetarium software to uh, validate, you know, things that I've seen, Um, Mm -hmm. whether I was looking in the right part of the sky or, um, you know, if I see an open cluster, you know, because sometimes some parts of the sky are very busy with objects. Sometimes I'll loosely plot star positions just to see again if I actually saw the object that I thought I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm at the telescope, some things that I like to capture about the object are, well, the first thing is the object identifier. Um, so, you know, the NGC catalog number or the Messier list number, uh, whatever it might be, I'll I'll start with that. Um, I'll record the eyepiece or the eyepieces that I've used to observe the object, um, as well as any filters, because all of that kind of stuff obviously uh, impacts your view. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I like to put uh, down a description of what I'm seeing. So I often start off with kind of a, uh, a like a basic description of the object. So like a, a galaxy, I'll talk about, is it elongated? Is it edge on? 
Um, is there a bright nucleus? Is it sort of consistent brightness across the whole object? Um, so, I, you know, capture that type of stuff. Um, and then I'll sometimes talk about the star field around the object, or if there's any, I don't know, uh, sort of not emotional response, but like, uh, this is where maybe it blends a little bit into the art that you talked about. Mm. Um, you know, what, what impresses me about it? You know, mm -hmm. what's unique about it? What, uh, what really stands out? Hmm. Um, so are you using like a, sort of cut you off there, but I'm just curious. So are you using like a standard form or are you just using, you know, uh, like is it just like a, some sort of word document or text document or like, what are you using exactly? What are your tools for this? Well, I'm kind of in between tools, actually. Um, I was using a, a program called Astral Planner. Uh, I think it's freeware, but if you want access to all of the catalogs, there's like a small donation and then it gives you access. And uh, the developer puts a lot of time into this. Um, and, you know, he's not trying to get rich. He's really just trying to cover costs. So uh, I, you know, I really uh, did not mind supporting him because it was a, a fantastic piece of software. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, and the reason why I say I'm transitioning is uh, the laptop I use only supports a 64-bit architecture now. And I don't know if he's converted that software over. Actually, I think he has. So I'll probably continue to use it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is. Um, it, it has a lot of standardized forms, um, like your location. Where did you do the observation? Mm -hmm. uh, the date and time. Uh, which telescope did you use? Because some of us, you know, have multiple telescopes and it's important to capture that. Uh, again, the eyepiece. Uh, did you use a Barlow? Did you use a filter? Um, it, it also has fields to capture um, like uh, environmental aspects of your observation session. Like what was the seeing like? What was the temperature? What was the transparency? You can enter all of that stuff in there. Mm -hmm. um, and it makes it for, you know, a nice organized way of, of doing your data entry. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And um, what else was I going to say about Astro Planner? Uh, it's very customizable. Like you enter all of your equipment into the preferences of the software. So then it's just drop downs to select, you know, all of those variables okay. uh, for your session. And then there's a free form description field where you type uh, what you observed. Um, Astral Planner also allows you to create your own observing lists. So let's say all of a sudden you were interested in dark nebula. Um, you can go through and, and kind of filter various catalogs um, okay. amongst various characteristics to build your own observing list. Uh, and then you can print it out and take it to the telescope. And, and you know, it's very helpful that way. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So I guess maybe too, uh, uh, I, I jumped the gun a little bit. I, I probably should have started with why do you even want to uh, uh, record your observations? Because mm -hmm. um, there's times, especially recently, where I I haven't. You know, I I just like the the pureness of going out to look at objects and not having to worry about writing down what I see. Mm -hmm. um, so there's there's three reasons I think why logging is uh, is valuable and something people should consider. Um, Number one is if you're interested in, um, I don't know, kind of completing any observing lists, because uh, there's many out there. Uh, the Astronomical League has uh, many lists. The Royal Astronomical Society of Canada has many lists. Um, and I'm sure, you know, various star clubs and 
associations all over the world have their own lists. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes when you complete a list, you get a certificate or a pin, um, but they often require you to submit your observations as proof that you've completed the list. So, you know, that's reason number one. Um, reason number two is sometimes it's just kind of interesting to look back a couple of years or whatever the time period might be to see what you looked at or have that historical uh, uh, logging or documentation so that if you're unsure of whether you've seen an object in the past, you can always go back and, and refresh your memory because, you know, at, there's, there's millions of objects up there for us to observe and you and I, when we go out some nights, we observe an awful lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. And if I wasn't to log it and record it somewhere, I probably will forget a couple of those objects, you know, even the next day sometimes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's nice to have that reference. Yeah. Yeah. I know that that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. I always sort of admire people that, that do this sort of diligent uh, logging. Um, you know, I kind of thought that I would when I, when I started down the, amateur astronomy path but uh i i guess in many ways like i'm more of a freeform observer um in, in in many respects um but then like i said in in recent years i've uh i've taken up uh, astronomical sketching and uh so what i do like you, you know you kind of give the rundown of sort of the one way to do it um and i know lots of observers that they just go out and observe and then you know, when you do observe a lot, like you really are, you know, creating a, a little bit of an indelible impression in your mind about, you know, what the objects look like and, and what you've seen. Um, and certainly I know lots of observers that just have observed so much. We, we know what these things look like, you know, off the top of our heads, just, you know, like describing, you know, the, the placements at the, at the kitchen table kind of thing. Um, but, uh, but since I took up astronomical sketching, you know, I've, I follow a little bit of a of a systematic approach um, where I'll record the date, the object, the power or powers, and uh, and I I have a a freeform method though I don't use any kind of form I I tried to do that and one of the reasons why I don't like using a form is that uh, I like to use different paper depending on the object okay that I'm working with and I found that the grain and the paper, like I have different grains that I prefer for different types of objects, for example, and therefore it makes it uh, very challenging to have a standardized form. What I've done from time to time is actually, um, you know, there, there is one project I'm working on which is a little bit more structured. And for that project, I've created some forms and I've done that by uh, using a standardized um, uh, drawing paper and then I've printed it through my printer. Um, but it's very hard on the printer to do that. And, uh, you know, it kind of has to pull in like this almost cardstock uh, level of, of uh, paper through it. So that's, that's not the best. So typically what I do is I just kind of use um, those sort of parameters and then I do, do a rough sketch and try to capture um, certain details that, that I think are, are relevant. Um, but also what I'll often do is I'll actually sketch like, a very large piece of field and and you know much like these presentations uh, or these conversations you and I are having this very free form I'll, I'll sometimes take the approach of well I'll, I'll start with the na naked eye the unaided eye and then I'll drill down so sometimes I'll go from unaided like unaided eye view of that area of the sky 
I'll do a binocular view of the sky. I'll do like a finder scope or a small telescopic view of the sky. And then maybe if like uh, Mike or somebody has like a 10 or 12 inch telescope, I'll, I'll, I'll actually go and do a sketch through that. So I'll have like this, um, you know, this layered approach to, to what this region of the sky looks like drilling down from, from what the, the eye alone can see without any optics all the way down to, to what a large instrument uh, can see. But, but in my mind, I, I found that I couldn't really translate that very well to any kind of structured uh, format because that's sort of a once in a while kind of thing. And my every night is just, just through uh, my telescope. Um, but then in, in my approach, I'm still um, doing multiple sketches typically uh, for an object one night. Like often I'll do a sketch, I'm not happy with it. I'll just cross it out and do another one and another one. And, you know, uh, that kind of approach isn't, isn't really going to lend itself to, to any kind of standard form. I'm just going to be churning through uh, tons of paper. And uh, we do try to be environmentally sensitive here. We're not looking to cut down too many trees, right? So, you know, in our logging, our, our logging shouldn't lead to logging. Um, so kind of on, on one piece of paper, I, I could have observations from many nights, you know, uh, and, and I kind of like, like that approach. Then what I do is kind of like you were saying, you go home and you translate your, your observations into uh, your computer. You're using a logging software. I think that's really cool, by the way. Like I wish I could be that, that discipline. Um, but what I typically will do is, um, and I'm not an artist, but I, I've actually learned from people, people that are artists, uh, you know, like Risa, who's a um, professor of art at, at the university, um, Mark Bratton, Randall Rosenfeld, who's an artist, um, uh, Catherine, who's an artist. I mean, these are people that like, this is their, their main thing that they do to make, make an income. Um, and they've taught me and they said, well, what you're doing, and I didn't know I'm doing this. They say, you're like doing a study and then I'll take all those, those drawings that I've done maybe over weeks or months or maybe even a couple of years on an object that I've just kind of come back and revisited from time to time. And then I'll bring them together like into like a final work you know, and I might reject some sketches and I might incorporate other things um, and really try to bring it together. So for example, when I went down to uh, Hawaii and I was, uh, you know, given, given permission to, to observe, um, you know, sort of behind the gated fence where the actual astronomers observe. And uh, I, I went up there for a few nights and I did a whole pile of this, like just sketched the whole time, just sketched unaided eye, binoculars, went back to to the place we we're staying at i would again go out walk around the property do tons of sketching went into the uh the deck or the whatever they call the decks in in hawaii i forget um uh, the lanai the lanai that's it go in the lanai and i would do more sketches and then when i got home to canada i just sort of combined all those sketches and it was cool because i i had sketched in sections down there and i was actually able to produce um, a big sketch of the Southern Milky Way, which you can't see from Canada. And so I, I was able to produce one that showed what that looks like to the unaided eye. And then I had more or less captured um, what a seven by 35 binocular sees over the majority or, or at least the main objects um, in, in that field through binoculars. So by the time I left, even though I only used my eye and a small pair of binoculars, I really felt like I had seen it, right? Um, and that took like three or, three or so nights to do. And of course, you know, I'm there with my spouse and she's being very patient. Well, well, I dedicate three or four uh, days and nights to, to doing this down there. But, but to me, like that sort of, that was the observation, but I'm not sure how that would translate to an observing form. <laughs> I mean, 
No, no, it doesn't. But, but I, I think that both are fantastic ways to capture your, uh, your, you know, time under the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you really talked to my third point about why I think logging is important. Um, if, if you don't log and I've, I'm guilty of this, I've done this a million times. If I'm not logging, I start to go uh, almost just check objects off of a list. You know, Mm. Um, you, you have a quick look at a galaxy or a carbon star or whatever, and you go, okay, that's pretty neat. What's next and off to the next one. Um, And sometimes I do that because our time under dark skies is so fleeting. I feel like I should get in as much as I possibly can, which is fine. And there's nothing wrong with that. But when you sit down to either sketch as you do, or uh, describe what you're seeing as I tend to do, it really forces you to truly observe that object. And I find that when I do that, uh, like when I'm logging, um, I will spend more time trying to see subtle details, uh, particularly in galaxies or nebulas, um, to add to my description. Um, And I'll try different magnifications and I'll try different filters because really what I want to do is build the best possible view of that image or provide my eye with enough different views of that object that I build a conglomerated image uh, in my mind and then translate that into some words on paper. Now, I think you're doing something very similar. It's just you're you're sketching it, which, you know. That's, that's incredible. I, I wished I was, uh, you know, that disciplined and had that ability to, to do that because I think, you know, there's, there's some romanticism to me in the sketching aspect of it. Um, one is just the obvious output. It's fantastic to look at a picture rather than read a whole bunch of words. Um, but, you know, I think sketching in a way sort of simulates what a camera does under the night sky. Um, you know, and the camera holds its shutter open for a long period of time to collect a whole bunch of light. Um, and then, you know, who's ever the astrophotographer will usually go do a whole bunch of processing and stacking of images to come up with a final, really nice image. Yeah. And I think you do that, but you just do it visually, you yeah. know, like you described your, you know, it's sort of a, a body of work that evolves over a period of time. And there's an output at the end, which is sort of a, a conglomerated uh, picture, I guess, of, of what you've seen in the past or drawn in the past. Yeah. Yeah. It's neat. Like I, I always wanted to sketch, but I, you know, as you know, I had a problem and, and then once, once I kind of figured out the problem, um, I, I was able to, to do it, um, which is very strange uh, to go from, from a situation where my whole life I really couldn't, you know, hardly draw a straight line um and not knowing i had this problem and then they they fixed it and then uh to actually being able able to to do this sketching so i think it's something that that i really do think it's something that uh that anybody uh anybody can learn um but boy when i started um i guess 12 or 13 years ago when i first tried to learn and we were in a uh like a we had these classroom type sessions that were called astronomy one-on-ones when I belonged to, to an Ontario club and um, people would go and uh, it was like an astronomy meeting, but it was a little bit more practical oriented. And so, um, you know, people would bring telescopes in and show like how to do an optical alignment. Like if it's more hands-on or one of the sessions, um, this person who who had joined, uh, they did one on sketching. And so they put up, Orion or or whatever I think it was Orion I know it was Orion 
Uh, I can't remember the detail though. And, and we had to draw it. They were like, okay, you're going to draw it. And I'm like, I'm so certain that I'm going to knock this one out of the park. But, uh, but I struggled so, so badly with, with trying to even just draw um, the outline of Orion. Um, you know, that my, my friend, my friends were, I guess what you would say in, in, you know, back there brutally honest. And they just said, you just shouldn't, just don't do it. Just don't, don't sketch. And they like took my pencil and they like broke it in two and really gave me <laughs> a hard time about it. Like it was pretty funny and you know, it's all, all in good humor, but, uh, but it kind of put me off, off the sketching um, for a while. Cause it is, there is a challenge to it. And then when I moved out here and um, the person who really inspired me to, to do it, well, there was a few, but um, was Mark Bratton, who's the, the author of the uh, Herschel objects book. And, uh, and see, I guess my mistake was, was thinking that people were really worrying over, over these as, as pieces of art under the stars. And when I saw him sketch now, and he is way better sketcher than I'll ever be, but um, was the speed, how fast he's doing it. And I thought people would be taking more time because I did observe with somebody who, who is an artist back in uh, Nova Scotia, and that individual would spend all night like drawing something, right? Uh, but that was just that one individual's approach. And, uh, and you know, I really appreciate the, the work that they put into their, uh, their drawings and such. And their, their approach is just to take a long time uh, per object. But with Mark, I think because he was doing such a huge body of work of thousands and thousands of objects, he just got really fast at doing it. Um, and kind of told me some of the tricks to doing it, not to worry so much and, you know, put some notes in and, you know, kind of, you know, uh, I guess that that was the key is to draw it really fast and not to not to worry that much, just like put it down, like really try to capture it, do some outlines, you know, make sure you get the right field stars in, you know, and, and then just kind of diagram it out. And then, you know, when you get home, maybe do a good copy or whatever is is, is kind of his, his advice to me, although I actually think that like his under the stars copies, I'm, I'm sure uh, those are some of the ones that are in his book because uh, I remember he was drawing, I think the Veil Nebula one night. And I mean, the detail he was able to, to get down on paper so fast, um, you know, was, was quite, uh, quite phenomenal. But these, you know, I noticed my drawings, they're under the night sky. They're okay. Like if, like when I, I think I sent you one on Venus, I did, um, you know, a week or so ago. And, you know, like you said, like, yeah, that's what it looked like, you know, and that's like the main key for those kind of field, uh, field sketches i think do they look yeah. like what we saw and would you re would you recognize it as this object if it was in a lineup of objects um would you be able to pick the one out that that was the one from that night and you know you, you were able to do that which that's an incredible success for me um considering that is just at the eyepiece which is difficult because you're holding the the book up and but like i said i have different books and different papers and different techniques depending on uh where I'm, and what i'm looking at so yeah. 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 And, and uh, just for quick reference to, uh, well, a Mark Bratton is a phenomenal observer. Uh, the name of his book, if anybody is interested in the Herschel objects, this is, I think the best guide you could possibly get. Uh, the title is called the complete guide to the Herschel objects, Sir William Herschel's star clusters, nebula and galaxies by Mark Bratton. Fantastic book. There's uh, I forget how many sketches are in there uh, of Mark's um, work at the eyepiece. Um, it's just, it's a great, uh, it's a great um, guide to have. Yeah. Um, so Chris, if somebody wanted to get into sketching themselves and you know, it's something I'm considering, what do I need? 
do I grab my, my pencil from elementary school and yep. uh, yeah, that's and just start going? Yeah, like typically, typically the pencil that uh, most people are going to have sitting on on the shelf or whatever is like a, a two HB, and that's like pretty much what I use under the night sky, more or less. Now I've I've bought tons and tons of pencils, and one of the great things about astronomical sketching is, um, of course, like when we're talking about gear and equipment and telescopes and eyepieces, all that stuff is for the most part it's pretty expensive stuff, right? Um, there's not much that you're getting. I think that the cheapest thing that I've bought of late is like a $40 filter. And you know, that's pretty inexpensive for, for a piece of astronomical gear, probably all of my pencils. And I have shoe boxes here right beside me filled with pencils and blending stubs and all this stuff. I probably have only about $40 of sketching material uh, right here in my office. Um, at least as far as pencils go, maybe I have 30 or $40 in, uh, in, in sketching pads and books and that. And, and it's probably all that I would ever need. If you are actually interested, Shane, I will give you some materials. Like I have tons oh. to spare. Um, and the one thing I found though, I did find one thing. Um, so that, you know, it's really about technique and there's a really good book. Um, I think the guy's name is Richard Handy um, on astronomical sketching. There's, there's that book which is, which is good. It's, it's very good. And, and a person should get that if they're interested in sketching. And then the, the, do you remember the title of that book? I think it's just called astronomical sketching by oh, okay. um, handy. There, there's like four or five uh, people that, that have contributed to it. Um, and it, and it kind of gives you um, the structure. Now, if you, if you're not a sketcher and I wasn't a sketcher, so I bought that book, that wasn't enough. And I observed some with, with Mark and, uh, Catherine and, uh, and Risa and, and uh, some other people that, that do a lot of sketching and I watched how they do it. Um, but that still was enough because you do need to be able to do things like draw a straight line, you need to make a circle, like some very basic things. Um, and there's an individual online and he's an art instructor and his name is Alfonso Dunn. I think he's out of New York or somewhere and he's got a whole series of uh, videos online on how to do astronomical sketching. And he has a book, or not astronomical sketching, how to do sketching of a non-astronomical nature. So like he goes through how to do like the basic geometric patterns. And then he, he includes like some additional um, skills, okay? And so once you can kind of make a circle and make a line and do a little bit of shading, like those very basic uh, sketching skills, which that individual is, is excellent. They're, I believe he's an art teacher um, and get into it by way of like um, medical sketching. Like he was originally going to to be a doctor or something of, of the medical nature and really get into the uh, sketching aspect, um, which is something I believe they, they had, had to do at one point in time. Anyway, he teaches those fundamentals very, very well. Now, I'm not really much of a drawer beyond the astronomical world, but I did go and kind of follow through on on the uh, on the sketching course that he has laid out online and it's free it's just via YouTube and so I would sit and watch the YouTube videos and and it's great because you can you can try the sketch and then maybe it looks good or maybe it doesn't it's not achieving or you're not building the skills you need so you just go back and rewatch it rewatch it rewatch it and you can kind of you can kind of build up that rapport so um, time timeline on learning how to sketch really well to 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 do it in that way is probably like about a 15 to 30 minute time commitment three or four times a week and 
probably take you a few months to uh, to get the handle on. It took me better part of a year because uh, I really was starting from a very very um, limited position of of never really having sketched anything in my entire life. So, but now I can. You know, it's great. Like now I'm like go out and I'm like, you know, it seems strange because I never could really draw much before. And now I can go out and okay, there's Venus and I'm really seeing this stuff. I think it's good night. I'm going to pull out the sketch pad and paper um, and some pencils and going to do a sketch. And now I kind of want to bring those together here uh, at this time and, and maybe, maybe publish something on those, those Venusian cloud observations. But uh, yeah. And, and, you know, it's really enjoyable. It's really enjoyable to, to kind of go through that process. So that's kind of like the basic tools, um, you know, a book and watching some online videos, getting some paper and you don't need any special paper to start. Although um, I'm not as much of a fan of the uh, just the regular old uh, printing uh, paper that you might have out of your printer, but that's fine to start. I definitely recommend getting like proper sketching paper. Where would you find that? Just like your regular office supply store, or do you have to go to some just specialized like, shop? Just like an art store online. Amazon, you know, has has tons, and you know, you're gonna have to. That's something you have to experiment with, and some people like doesn't matter. Like, I don't believe Mark or a lot of other people um, really care that much about what they're, what they're sketching on. So that's just like a personal preference kind of thing. So for you, maybe just the printing paper is, is fine. And of course that's like a good, a good place to start. Um, it's yeah, just for sure. Yeah. And, and the reason why is like, I find like observing naked eye and observing really low power and trying to do those kind of sketches. Um, you know, like, how the Milky Way almost has like a granularity to it. Yep. Yeah. So I, I find like with like really smooth um, printing paper, for example, it's, I don't have the skill or whatever to, to kind of create that as much. So I like to use the grain in the, in the paper. So I'll get like a, like a more grainy paper, I suppose, um, which will help represent that. Um, Some kind of, you know, and, and you're, you're using tools. The other tool that I use, and I stumbled across this by accident, I found that um, that my stars weren't coming off um, as black, or or you know, if I scan it, I'll, I'll reverse it as white as I wanted them. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice that um, pencils have a a gradient to them, uh, starting with um, you know, like the two HBs and or two H. And then you, you know, you'll notice that there's almost like a, like a gray sort of silvery sheen to it. Okay. And uh, you can get darker ones, but then kind of once you go so, so dark, even though the pencil is quote unquote darker, like once you get up into like a six or something like that, um, eventually like it, they start lightening again for just because of the properties of physics and chemistry and all this stuff. Um, but I found this one, I get it around here somewhere. Let's dig it out. I mean, we should probably do one on just astronomical sketching, but um, it's a combination of uh, probolis, which is a, a bee wax and charcoal. And it's, it's um, now that was classified as pencil. It looks like a pencil. It's not really, it's like this very dark, dark pencil. And so what I do is once I make the sketch, I also will go over certain parts of it that, that I'm gonna never be able to erase. Um, with uh with that pencil and then that gives like a really 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 deep uh black color where, where i want that or reversed uh give a very uh, white color um pretty pretty much just a, a neutral like just barely off white um anyway so that's one of the one of the tricks that 
that I've, I found with the sketching, but really for me, it's the sketching, I suppose, which is my, that's my, that's how I log my observations. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, a nice thing about that too is pencils don't freeze up. <laughs> you know, I, I, I have a little pen that has a red light kind of at the base of it um, where you write. So it's fantastic for logging at night. You just, it, it's a, it's a very dim red light, but it lights up the notepad so you can easily see what you're writing. Yeah. And, uh, the issue that I have is there's often nights, at least where you and I observe where we're like almost at freezing or it is freezing. And, uh, you know, that ink in a pen just stops flowing. It freezes yeah. up and then I, I can't log or it, you know, it's just very messy notes. And, uh, uh I guess I could switch to a pencil, but then I'd have to hold a red light and, um, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's some there's a few little tricks. You know, you can go online. I think I think even in the uh, in the book on astronomical sketching, they show how to kind of set it up so that you can uh, have that red light and and angled and everything like that. Like you can sort of, yeah. That there's a few little tricks with with setting it up and and doing it that way. Because of course, with the sketching, you're you're in a, a you know a little bit more of a confined space, so to speak, because you're not just sort of writing all over the page. You're just kind of working in one one little spot so yeah there, there's definitely some some tricks to doing that so but yeah if you want some pencils like i got i had tons and tons of pencils here because <laughs> you know sometimes i'm looking for a particular pencil and then um i i can only find it in a set so and you know here's the thing i think like a typical pencil like a really good sketching pencil at least when i was buying i haven't bought them in years because i bought so many i got really into it um, we'll run you like around 59 cents or something. I think it's oh, like <laughs> so like, that's like, you know, and then I remember like standing there looking at these pencils and, you know, some of them are, are 39 cents and some of them are like 59 or 60 cents. I'm like, Oh gee, like which one should I get? Right. Like, it's funny. Like you take that same analysis, like from the astronomy into everything now. Right. And my wife's like, just spend the 10 cents, man. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you bothering? Um, and then like, so to buy a whole big pack of maybe 10 or 12. So then you're, you're looking at like seven or $8, right. Um, and say there's two or three pencils that you want in there. And you're like, okay, well, it's really not, not that big a deal. And then if, if anybody wants some, some pencils, I think I've given out pencils to like, like I've done classes in how to do astronomical sketching. I even made some videos. I'm not going to really share them on this. Um, just sort of for my own internal class with specific things I was trying to teach people because I did have a class once that wanted to learn how to sketch. So I made up a bunch of videos and then I just came in and gave everybody like, they're like, well, what do we do from pencil? I'm like, I'll just bring you. So I just came in and I brought everybody like pencils and sketching paper and they were like, this is amazing. Like, yeah, I, you know, I just have this stuff. <laughs> so I don't, I don't <laughs> mind like giving and sharing that stuff. It, it's really inexpensive to get into astronomical sketching and you can buy a lot of really cool stuff um, for doing it for not a whole lot of money. Um, so really for, you know, probably really to get started in the, in the sketching as, as, uh, as an addition to your logging, um, probably wouldn't even cost you anything at all. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah sounds intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So yeah. Right on. Do you have anything to add about, about logging? I think, I think maybe I, I feel bad. I feel like I dragged us more into the sketching, but, uh, that's how, that's how I do it. So I, I don't really um, use the forms as much. I use them from time to time, uh, only for one specific project I'm working on. The rest of the time for me, it's just the sketching. So. 
Yeah, no, I, I think it's good that we spent more time on the sketching. Um, I think just filling out a, an observing form, like a log is uh, much more intuitive. And um, in some regards, you know, it's, it's just simpler to, if you want to do that, you can just go out and do that. Um, but to do some astronomical sketching, um, I, you know, I don't know the first thing to start with other than I need a pencil and a paper, but I know there's many different, you know, pencils and papers and yeah. techniques. So I'm glad we did spend more time on that. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I'll add about, um, you know, the, just filling out a form and doing like a, like a worded, uh, log of your observation is I mentioned that I use Astro Planner, some software, um, that's dedicated to that purpose. But lots of people just use like Microsoft Excel or Microsoft Word. They'll set up their own little template and then just use that over and over again. And that works great too. So there's a, there's a lot of ways you can do it. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that probably wraps things up for, uh, for this uh, session. It will yeah. be on astronomical uh, logging and, uh, and with, a, with an unnecessarily long focus on sketching by yours truly. <laughs> right on. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks, Shane.